Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Hey Fightin' Podcast, the official podcast of LSU football. I'm Cody Worsham, digital media reporter for LSU Athletics. Very excited about today's show. Got to sit down for the debut, the media debut, I guess it's the second media debut of Derek Stingley Jr. at the college level. He was on Inside the Huddle with Emily Dixon yesterday. You can see that at LSU Football's Facebook page and Twitter page. And uh, he also, when he finished that interview, sat down with me for about 15 minutes for a good conversation. Um, just a couple things that we talked about that you may not understand the reference to. First, we talk about um, his friend, Micaiah. His best friend, Micaiah Tung, is a kid from Baton Rouge who was a high school football player here in Baton Rouge, went to play at the University of Georgia where he is a freshman this season. They were best friends, so you'll hear us talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about his dad, uh, Mr. Reggie. Derek calls him Coach Reggie. That's Reggie Tung, who is Micaiah's dad, played in the NFL for a long time uh, as a safety. So uh, those are a couple things that we kind of referenced that you, you may not understand if, uh, if I didn't explain them here. Other than that, uh, really good interview with Derek. Uh, like I said, I got about 15 minutes with him, got a little off topic. I had to talk about some things that uh, freak him out, like mannequins and uh, how he hates drivers who pass him up in traffic. But we also talked about football and, and where he gets his mentality from. And uh, it was a really good conversation. He's a quiet kid. He's a humble kid. Um, but you can see the the demeanor that he takes in interviews. It's the same demeanor that he takes in the field. He's very cool. He's very calm. He's very collected. Not very much bothers him. So really good conversation with him. Then I have two interviews with LSU assistant coaches. The first one is with Bill Bush, LSU safety coach that was from after the Mississippi State game this past weekend we talk about Jacoby Stevens and Grant Delpit uh, both of whom he had huge games against Mississippi State Jacoby Stevens SEC player of the week uh, SEC defensive player of the week this week uh, we also talk about Kerry Vincent and the rest of the guys in that room how they've adjusted to life without Todd Harris after that, I'm going to play an interview with Corey Raymond that's from a couple weeks ago. It was from after the Utah State game. I wanted to play it on this episode, though, for two reasons. One, I haven't played it yet, uh, and it's still sitting there, and I think it stands up. We do talk about the Utah State game, but you'll hear him talk about Christian Fulton and Derek Stingley, and and you'll kind of get some perspective there on what he thinks about those guys in that room. But the other reason I wanted to play it is because I have Derek Stingley on in this episode, and he does talk a little bit about Derek Stingley, but not much. Uh, it's clear that Corey Raymond... Um, is very much in coach mode and, and wants to keep Derek Stingley uh, very level-headed. I don't think he has much work to do there because Derek is extremely level-headed by nature. But you can tell Corey Raymond, um, the, the, I just love the way that he approaches his his players. Uh, he doesn't want their heads to get big. He's very, very technically oriented. Uh, you know, I actually, the interview that Derek did with Emily Dixon was in the defensive backs room and there was just this list of things that he wanted them to get better at even after the Mississippi State game where they played pretty well and uh, you'll hear me kind of introduce that interview talking about the Utah State game one of the best games for the secondary they got three interceptions uh, kind of similar to what they did against Mississippi State not quite the same offense I don't think they got three interceptions so just the two but Regardless, I think it holds up and I think it plays well on this episode. So uh, in this order, you're about to hear from Derek Stingley Jr., LSU's freshman cornerback. You're going to hear after that from LSU safeties coach Bill Bush. And then wrapping it up at the end is LSU cornerbacks coach Corey Raymond. I'm hoping to be back before the Auburn game with another bonus episode of the podcast, but still trying to get those ducks in a row. So uh, hopefully we'll be back before that game. If not, we'll talk after that game as always. Uh, but hopefully you'll hear from me before then. So until then, enjoy these interviews with Derek Stingley Jr., Bill Bush, and Corey Raymond. All right, happy to be sitting today with LSU freshman cornerback 
Derek Stingley Jr. Derek, good to talk with you. You got in the uh, the media tour today. You did Emily Dixon inside the huddle. Um, how, how's this process? You know, you 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 obviously are very comfortable in the football field. Um, we've seen that with your play, but this is kind of a a different element, right? What, what's the difference between you know the feeling of being uh, out on the field and everybody's watching you and you're on national television versus what we're doing right now, where you got one camera in your face and it's just a one-on-one conversation? How, how different is, are those feelings? I mean, it's it's something new, but. Um... Just like on the field, I got to work at this too, and um, I'll, eventually this will it'll feel like one, like same. The field will feel the same as this. That's right. It's all about getting reps. Yeah. Okay. So as I was telling you before we started talking, I did some uh, some research before this interview. I talked to your dad. I talked to a, a few people that that know you. Um, the first question that that I was told to ask you, this is from your dad. He said to ask what gets under your skin because he doesn't know what gets under your skin. So Cordell's over my left shoulder. He might know what gets under your skin a little bit more. But what bothers Derek Stingley? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, a couple of things that bother my that get underneath my skin would be like if I'm driving and I see somebody from behind me go around me and then get in front of me and then <laughs> slow down. That that bothers me a lot. Um, on the field, um, if if a quarterback throws a perfect pass and there's nothing I can do about it and the receiver catches it. Um, even though I know that I was in perfect position and I still don't make the play, I'm, that still like that still um, gets under my skin. Um, well, you touched on it there—the mentality that you have to have as a defensive back. I think one of the things that impresses people most about you in your early career here is that you seem unflappable. So I go back to that Florida game. You'd had a lot of success up to that Florida game. They come out and they go after you. I mean, they really challenge you and they completed a couple balls on you, but then you step up late in the game and get the interception. What's that mentality? Describe that mentality that you have to have as a defensive back where you're going to get beat on plays no matter how well you play. You could, like you said, you could be perfect in coverage, but you, you still get beat. You've got to flush that, move on to the next play. What, what, how do you develop that mentality? How do you describe that mentality? Well, for me, it, it took a minute, um, and I'm still working on it um, because after that first pass that was caught on me in the Florida game, I I was still kind of thinking about it, and then another one happened, and another one, and it was just stacking on. But eventually, um, I just told myself, I was like, all right, I got to go out and do something about this so I can stop thinking about this other thing that happened. And I made the play and everything. I just forgot about everything else, and it was just back to having fun out there. So let's go back to the start of your LSU career. You actually got here um, at a time when most kids your age would be you know, getting ready for homecoming or, or the prom, you enrolled early, and you actually came for the bowl practices. And I remember Coach O talking about it, Dave Aranda talking about it. They said that you might have been the best defensive back on the team going through bowl practices. What was that experience like to come even earlier than just enrolling in January? You were actually out with those guys in December. What was that like to be a freshman uh, coming straight from high school, Dunham High School, where I doubt you faced receivers as good as the competition may have been. I doubt you faced receivers like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson every day. Yeah, I remember my first my first day um, when I came and I was actually, and I was able to practice. Uh, I'm on the field and it's like I see Grant, uh, Jamar, like I, like I'm on the field with these people and I'm just like, oh, I'm actually like I, I made it. Like I, I made it to what I always wanted to do, just play football at the next level. And um, it was just a surreal moment, but um, everything was moving real fast, like. Like everything was a blur, um, but eventually that slowed down for me, and um, it's back to my playing field. Was there a moment where things started to slow down for you at your time here? Was it in the spring? Was it once you finally got out there this fall? At what point did things feel like they slowed down for you? They slowed down in the spring. Um, about 
after about a week or two um, into spring ball, that's when things started slowing down and I, I was able to like see more things to help myself and uh, to help all my teammates on, on the field, uh, like with formations and all that stuff. So, so I mentioned your dad. He, um, we connected on Facebook a few months back, and he always posts these old videos of you. And so he posted a video of your first ever interception. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen the video. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about just getting into football and playing football at a young age and intercepting your first pass? Did you fall in love with the game pretty quickly at a young age? Um, football, my memories of football go back as far as I can remember. I, like, um, being a little kid, I, I remember I had a football tee that I would just go in the backyard and just kick the ball at the fence and then just go get it and put it back on the fence. Like, the, oh, so you're going for Kate York's shot. Yeah, yeah. Just trying, <laughs> just trying to take it. Nah, uh, <laughs> Um, but just stuff like that, just like oh, football has always been in my possession, like since a little kid. So it was just kind of engraved in me. So your grandfather was Daryl Stingley, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he got paralyzed by this sport. And I know this has been written about before. I think the advocate did a story on this. But uh, I was talking to your dad before, and he said that, you know, he, he was, you, when you were born, he was paralyzed. That's just kind of how you, you knew him your whole life. But did that ever deter you? Did there was ever a thought in your mind like you know, the sport's dangerous and it can be scary, or was it just you had this love for the game and you understand you know that's part of the game? Yeah, I mean it, it's part of the game. You can't you can't go out and just think about injuries because if you're thinking about that and you're playing scared and then something's gonna happen like that, so you just gotta you just gotta just go out there and compete. And if something happens, then it'll happen. What are your memories of LSU, your first memories of LSU football growing up in, in Baton Rouge and, and being around this program? Who are the players that stick out? Any games that stick out to you? Uh, actually, my first, my very first memory, like, yeah, my very first memory was whenever I was able to come to the games. Um, so I think my, my freshman year, um, I think that was a game where Leonard Fournette, he just completely just tore up um, – Auburn and he made it he had a couple long runs and there was a guy that tried to tackle him but he ended up like jumping like the tackler jumped over him because he didn't want to hit him but that was really like my first like memory that I seen with my eyes but then I'm like going back and watching highlights of like Tyron and Patrick and all them. Growing up you said you you always loved football at what point did you become a defensive back because I know you had some receiver skills in high school and you, you scored some touchdowns on that side of the ball but at what point did you kind of feel yourself uh, trending toward the defensive side of the ball. I was always I was always a defensive person, like uh, playing flag football, um, going out on offense. That was that's, that was just for fun. But like whenever I go to defense, um, that's when it, it just got more serious. Like I knew I had to like tune in more for the defense side of the ball. Tell me about your parents. Uh, you know, I've talked with your dad a couple of times. He seems like a, he's a coach. He, he played the game. He understands the game. I think he obviously trained you in a lot of what you know. I don't know much about your mom, but just tell me about your family and, and how they've kind of shaped you and, and gotten you to where you are. Yeah, my dad, he's, he's been around football. Well, he's been around all sports. He grew up playing all sports, um, but um, mainly football. Um, and he just kind of passed that down to me and my mom. She's always been there. She's just like the backbone of everything. Um, she's a sheriff. Um, so, yeah. So no nonsense with mom, right? Nah, she, she like... 
like say we tried to like scare her around the house or something like that, you might mess around and get hit in the face because <laughs> you know she she always ready for stuff like that. So, so no scaring mom around Halloween. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned other sports. Did you play any other sports growing up? Was Coach Pixley trying to convince you to play basketball over at Dunham? <laughs> yeah, I see. I played basketball my freshman year, but. Um, then football kind of just kicked in more. And yeah, it's tough to do both. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed is that before every game, as you're walking down Victor Hill or on the road like we were this past weekend, you and your dad kind of have a moment. What are those conversations like? I don't, I don't need you to share details, but what's the, the general conversation about what's he trying to tell you before the game? He's just saying, like, um, go out there, compete, and take care of myself. It's just, and then a couple, couple of other words. It's yeah. just, um, just motivation. So, You've made a bunch of plays so far. You've got three picks. You were just talking with Emily about you know, all the statistical things you lead, the SEC and passes defended, all that stuff. What's your favorite play that you've made so far? Is there one that sticks out in your mind as maybe that was the best one or the most exciting one? Is there one that sticks out best to you? Um, my first punt return against Georgia Southern, um, that one, in my opinion, I felt was the best um, because – because I just felt like there was just so much just pressure on me to do something um, back there at punt return, and to do that on the first one that I had, it was just it was just nice. So I got to ask you about this. It happened in the spring game, and it happened with your first pick against Vanderbilt. What's up with the helmet coming off during the interception? Is that planned? <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like every time I hit the ground on a deep ball, it's just. The receiver always rips my helmet off, so I mean, I like I get to show my hair off. That's what I'm saying. It's perfect photo opportunity. Yeah. You get the pictures and all that <laughs> stuff taken. All right, let's get into the uh, the non-football stuff, the the stuff that I did my research on. So your dad says you have a thing with department store mannequins. Tell me about this this fear. <laughs> so like I don't know. It's just whenever I'm walking by one, I just feel like a mannequin is just gonna like pop out and just just like attack me or something. It it just feels like a a normal person that's right there, and I don't know. Every time I see one, I'll just change my path and go way around it. <laughs> so are, are you? Do you? Are you like a, a scared person? Because nah. Mr. Reggie was telling me how you how you <laughs> oh, used to turn the lights off. And okay, that's different. <laughs> scare were, you and Micaiah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, but Coach Reggie, he he would. I feel like he would plan this out for at least like a week or so. Like, like it wasn't just no like like ah like jump out scares. It was. Like, say me and Makai, we was upstairs playing on playing a video game. It's night and it's like storming outside or something. Then he'll he'll like slowly just turn off every single light downstairs. And then uh, to Makai to Makai's room, there was a bathroom and then another room connected, so yeah. you can get to his room without coming through the actual door to his room. So <laughs> all the lights are turned off, and then he'll come through, turn every single light off upstairs, and then make the door creak and then jump out like it. it it was a whole bunch no, of other stuff. Yeah, that sounds. It. I know, Mr. Reggie. That sounds about right. So, uh, <laughs> also, uh, you're training ballet, correct? Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to take dance for uh, my last semester in high school, and um, it was it was nice. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not ashamed about it. No, um, a lot of stretching, a lot of uh, figure out what. Uh, I'm looking know. for a ballet term like plie. Yeah, Chasse, all that, all, all that, that stuff. First Learn position. All that. I got two First little daughters. I got, I yeah. got two little daughters. I, I'm yeah. well versed in in, uh, in the art of ballet. Uh, let's end here. You've obviously had a lot of success so far in your young career. You look at the stats. You're you're up there in interceptions, passes deflected, passer rating against. Um, you've been very productive so far. Midseason All American. A lot of hype around you. 
Did you expect this level of success coming in? Was it, I'm sure you expected to start and play and contribute and all that stuff, but did you expect to come in and, and be treated like a star you know, by the media? I think you've kind of developed that name for yourself. Does that surprise you at all? Well, when, when, when you're playing with people like Grant Delpit and Christian Foden and, and everybody else that's, that's on our uh, defense, it, it, it just helps. It helps because our D-line is stacked, and that helps our secondary. And uh, secondary will help out the D-line by making a quarterback hold the ball. So um, just really, like, when everybody's, when everybody's working together, it, it just helps me out. So. All right, man. It was awesome uh, talking to you. Hopefully we have many more of these conversations in the future. Thank you. All right, happy to be joined today by LSU Safety's coach, Bill Bush. Coach, you're coming off a game where two of your guys played really, really well last night, really all three of your guys in, in that safeties room, but uh, Grant and Jacoby in particular. Grant uh, leading the team in tackles, Jacoby getting the interception, had a sack, had a tackle for loss. Uh, but those two guys in particular, and in, in Grant and Jacoby, two guys that came in in the same class, um, what have you seen from them that's been able to get them on the field at the same time? They're, they're two similar players in that they're so versatile, but – uh, how have they been able to play together uh, in, in your system? Well, the thing that jumps out the most about uh, both of them is their competitive spirit. You know, and you get guys that play as hard as they do. Um, you know, Grant had a fabulous game effort-wise uh, against Mississippi State. He was very proud of him, and, and so did Jacoby. So when they do that, uh, it allows you to build on other things. They've also got extremely, extremely high uh, football intelligence and character. And so during the game, those guys always play in three different positions. You'll see them up, back, all different spots that they're at for us right there. And each one of them will play in the nickel spot, the free safety spot, the strong safety spot. And then they'll also play in the dime spot when they're in dime uh, between the two of them, how they play it out. And that's just uh, basically a, you know really cool how those guys work that hard to get all that information in to be able to do it because it also creates opportunities for them. Grant's a guy that, you know, especially last year, moved around a ton. He's moving around a ton this year. How different or how similar is his role this year to what he was doing last year? Has he had to adapt with the change in personnel at safety, or is he doing a lot of the same things that he was doing a season ago? He's probably getting back to more we did two, uh, last year in the last two games. Uh, we've been moving around a bit more. He'd played more high safety uh, or deeper safety in the first part of the season like that. We've been moving around a little bit more <clears throat> to create some opportunities for him like that. And then obviously just well, with the loss of uh, Todd Harris, who basically was a starter for us, uh, had, had had to make us do a few different things in the room. Jacoby is a guy that you talk to him, and he seems like a future coach. He just seems like such a high IQ guy. He really understands the game. How have you seen him develop? He was a guy that moved around positions early in his career. It seems like he's really found a spot now. Yeah, it all turned late, you know, probably about game eight or nine last year for him. Uh, you know, he had some ups and downs, and, and uh, we went through growing pains, uh, myself and him. He'll say that, you know, just as far as how we're working ourselves together. And then I think I think just that he really started to trust the system and what we were doing, and the plan for him. And then he also figured out real fast that uh, if he if he would lock into the stuff that we were doing, that, that he'd be successful. But the, the credit all goes to him. He's the one uh, that uh, they got all the stuff figured out and what he had to build to get done. And uh, he's become a real leader in the room, also the leader on the team. Kerry Vincent was a guy who started off kind of playing both nickel and outside corner early in his career. Now he seems to really have found a home at that nickel spot. What does he bring to that spot? We all know he's fast. We all know he runs track. He can really 
bring speed to the table. What does he offer you guys at the nickel spot? Same thing. Kerry has a very high football IQ, and so he's able to play you know, in coverage on the slots. He's also able to play zone coverage. There's times we have him in the middle of the field that he can cover a lot of space, so that's very encouraging for him. And then obviously like that, just his you know, legitimate track speed that he has, he can match up with receivers on the outside and in the slot and do a very good job. You know, Kerry's done a great job for us. You know, we, we have no chance last year probably of, I wouldn't say no chance, but our odds would have been least uh, in that bowl game against uh, Central Florida if he doesn't come in and play corner for us the whole game move from nickel to corner and play really, really well. So I have a very, very, uh, uh, I, I, think, I think a lot of carry uh, for the things that he's done, and he's been selfless, and uh, he's doing a great job for us. You mentioned a guy earlier on Todd Harris, who was obviously going to be a huge part of this defense. Um, when he went down, how did you pick up the slack? How did you guys pick up the slack? Was it a collective effort? Was it putting more on one guy? Was it adjusting positions? How did you kind of pick up the slack without Todd? Well, it, it, that was a hard blow for us for a couple of reasons was is that uh, Todd, obviously, is a great player. He was a starter for us. He was really coming into his own. And then he's also probably one of the more popular guys on the team. And not because he's like some fun jokester guy like that. He was just just so well respected because there's nobody that works harder than him. There's somebody that works as hard, but no one works harder than him. And he was so well liked like that. So that was hard when they, we lost that piece. Uh, of the room because he, he was such a big uh, part of us as a group. But he's done a, you know, having him, he still comes around, which is awesome. He's still around the guys all the time, still comes to meetings of that. So that's been really good. Uh, but the people that had to pick it up for us right there, like in this last game, you know, uh, Eric Monroe came into our dime package, uh, number 11, did a really nice job for us. Uh, Cam, number 31, has done some, some good uh, stuff for us also. And then, uh, then we're trying to get ourselves right now with uh, Mo Hampton. And uh, he's really been getting better. He's playing on special teams. And I plan on him being a big factor for us down the road. Coach, you got a, a big game coming up this week with Auburn. Uh, a lot of competitive SEC games. So down the stretch, how do you want to see your guys continue to improve in, in that safety room? What are the things that you're working on and you want to see them get better at? Well, obviously, it's a constant struggle because, I mean, we have to get better. You know, one of the things I made a note of is just, you know, how much can we improve, you know, week to week. We can always improve on how we study opponents. That's one thing we always talk about them with. We can always improve on how we get – I always use the term game reps, and game reps are on the practice field because just getting some, uh, 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 you know, kind of a half-speed rep or half halfway rep doesn't do us any good. So we're always constantly working on that part of it right there. And then also just the concept knowledge because we just can't repeat every play that another team does. They have so much volume. And so you have to understand concepts on either whether it be in man, zone, count numbers, where you're at, where your depth is, all those things based off of that. Because we'll see some crazy new things this week. We saw things last week. It's every week uh, that things come up. And then the things that you don't do well, they come up again 100% true. Because like I said, it's a copycat league. So if things doesn't, doesn't, go, doesn't go very well, It'll show up immediately the next Saturday, too. All right, Coach, appreciate your time today. Appreciate it very much. All right, joined today by LSU defensive backs coach Corey Raymond. Coach, coming off a game where uh, the secondary probably had its best game of the season against a very prolific offense, uh, three interceptions, 50% completion, held a really talented quarterback in check. What did you see from your corners yesterday and, and the way they stepped up to the challenge? Well, we did okay. Uh, we got to get better. We got, got some, some things that we got to get better on, some slant routes that they completed on us. We got to be much better than that. We got to understand the formations, understanding that. Um, but overall, it was okay. You know, we, we got to keep getting better. You know, it's, it's you know down the line now. It's about to get a little even tougher each week. Before the season, Coach O talked about this being one of the most ta- talented secondaries that he's been around. How have you seen them 
grow throughout the season. It's a young group. It's a young group. You know, I've, I've been around much. It's, you know, we had some guys that, you know, we haven't had talented secondaries even before when you had Claiborne and, you know, maybe what Coach Osteen, he's absolutely right. Of Just as as a group, they're getting much better as a whole. They're getting really good. Um, I think, you know, the guys are growing, growing together as a unit. They're doing some good things together, and they just got to keep working, man. It's a lot of tasks at hand, a lot of, lot of games to be played, a lot of situations that's going to be out there that, that's going to dictate how, how this is going to play out, you know, for us going as a team. When he first showed up, everyone called Christian Fulton K-Baby because he was so young-looking. Now he's the, the veteran of the group. He's the senior. Yes. How have you seen him embrace that he's, role? He's getting better at the role. You know, he's a really quiet guy. So, you know, getting him to talk a lot is kind of hard, but he's coming along. You know, it's going to take him. He has to mature more, keep talking more, keep being more of a leader, keep, you know, um, leading by example, which he does on the field. You know, he does when he's when he's not – you know, you know, he's been nicked up a little bit, but he fights through. He plays. You know, he gives everything. Put it like that. He lays it on the line for you, even though he's hurt. He, that's I commend him for that. Uh, but he works hard. Everyone's been very impressed with Derek Stingley so far, a freshman that really doesn't play like a freshman. Um, he, he's been outstanding. Got a second interception of the season yesterday. What, what about him has made his transition to this level? Seem so seamless. I mean, it's been good. He, you know, he takes the coaching. I mean, it's it's all sorts in the off season that he's been working to become to come to get to and get into this situation. I mean, uh, you know, I don't. He's doing really good right now. You know, we'll we'll, we'll talk after the season to go in and say. Then I'll say what he really is after the season. There, there's a bunch of young guys in that cornerback room. Uh, we've seen Cordell Flott. We've seen Jay Ward get some snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of those those younger yes. guys start uh, to get some yes. action. Uh, Redarius, uh, Cordell, um, Jay Ward. I mean, they have a chance to be a really good group, really, really good group. What do you want to see from them as, as they continue to develop? Just keep getting, de- keep getting better, keep getting stronger, keep becoming more students of the game, keep understanding how to play the position, um, and, you know, coming out there with the mentality, you know, that, that – fighter's mentality you know when you get in the ring it's all out you know what i'm saying and you can get a punch which is you can get any any mess up you can get a uh, pass caught on you without your technique you talked about some of those guys that have been here before in previous secondaries dbu and in that brotherhood that those guys really seem to embrace how much do you see that from the guys that that are you know we're, we're sitting here talking on a sunday we've got lsu players all over the tv how much do you see those guys interacting with the players when they're back on uh, campus. It, you know, it's been a blessing. It's just been the standard that is set. Those guys have to, you know, have to meet the standard that's here because what the guys have laid on from the Ryan Clarks to the LeRon Landry's to the Corey Webster's, they got a they got a tradition of guys that have been through here. Pat P, you know, Claiborne, Tyron, you know, they got to live up, to, not live up to it. They got to match that and they got to work at it, you know, and all those guys are the great work ethic of what those guys do. So it's it's kind of the culture that's built here. You know, it's going to be here. If I'm gone, whoever comes is always going to be here. The culture of this this thing is, is always going to be there. It's it's something that's been breaded in this how LSU DB is supposed to play, and that's what it's always going to be. Going into the the heart of the SEC schedule now over the next couple of weeks, you touched on it there at the beginning. But where do you want to see your guys continue to grow? Where are the the areas that y'all uh, are really I want to continue on? to grow, being more students of the game, understanding splits, understanding um, formations that's coming out, understanding the, the 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 opponent that you're going against, so you can be ready to be able to react to what he's doing. And, and formation dictates how you can play your different leverages. Um, formation dictate what routes you're about to get. Um, 
you know, just those little bitty things. We got to keep being students of the game, keep working together, keep working, because as a unit they meet, as a whole unit they meet and go over, you know, the opponent that they're playing against. So you have to keep doing that to become and keep challenging, fighting through the whole time, having a boxer's mentality. You're in the ring. You're in the ring for 12 rounds, you know. You, you, like you said, as a boxer, if you do something wrong, you can get knocked out. You do something wrong as a DB, you get a touchdown pass caught on you, or you get a pass caught on you. Do you feel like this Utah State game, the way that they played tempo, the way that they really wanted to establish the pass, do you feel like it was it came at the right time for your guys where you're coming off a of bye week, they're able to prepare for it, and it kind of sets the stage for the rest of the season for Yeah, it got some confidence in the guys, got confidence, and um, the guys got to continue, continuously to grow on the, what happened to it, what happened this past weekend and getting better because, like you say, down the line, it's some big games coming up, and there's going to be some really good receivers that you're going to have to match their tempo. you got to match their ability, and we're going to have to worry about trying to match their ability, and that's going to take hard work and dedication. All right, Coach, appreciate your time today. Thank you, man. We fight the whole the glory of the purple and gold. Come on, you tigers. I said, fight, fight, fight. Victory for, victory for, victory for LSU. We are number, number one. Victory.